Revelation chapter 22, Revelation chapter 22, beginning of verse 17. And the Spirit and the bride say, Come. And let him that heareth say, Come. And let him that is a thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book. If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. He which testifieth these things saith, Surely I come quickly, amen, even so come, Lord Jesus. And then John says, The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Father, I I just simply ask you, Lord, to save souls. Lord, I I just feel like that um, there's not a whole lot of time left for us to get the message out. And for those that are amongst us today that are lost, Lord, help them to know that today is the day. Tomorrow never comes. And yesterday is gone forever. Touch hearts, touch lives, Lord. Without you, I know that I am nothing, so I ask you, Lord, to touch my lips, my tongue, my uh, eyes, my brain, Lord, that I might say And speak the words that you'd have me to to do. Lord, I thank you and I praise you for your love, for your grace and your mercy that you shed upon us every And so I pray now for this congregation. I pray for this preacher. Lord, that I would just be all you'd have me to be today. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, You may be seated. Quite often I get letters in the mail and in a big book, Bold red letters, it'll say, final notice. Final notice. And some of these things, I'm thinking, praise the Lord. I don't even open it, just chunk it in the trash. Won't be long, I get another final notice. You know, it's, 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 it reminds me of preaching, okay? Uh, preach, hey, this is a final notice. God's going to come back. You need to be saved. Final notice. Well, three or four Sundays later, it comes up again. People are trying to get our attention. Final notice. Um, How do you feel when you're on an airplane and you're you're approaching the runway and and the pilot says, this is our final approach? Hey, this is it. We hope we make it. It was told that the the airplane was was a very, very, very rough landing. Um... Wind blowing, runway rough. So you know how it is when you start getting off a plane. For those of you who have flown uh, on an airplane before, um, the pilots a lot of times, and the stewardess, stewardess, whatever, standing there saying, thank you for flying with us. And the story's told that this little old lady, she was on a walker, and here she comes. She's going all she can to get there. And they're waiting on her. She gets up there, and she looks up, says, young man, were you flying this airplane? He said, yes, ma'am. 
He said, would you, she said, would you just tell me, did we just land or get shot down? <laughs> I, I, I feel like that sometimes. You know, are, are we, have we landed safely? Is everybody in the fold? Or, or did we just get shot down by the devil? Uh, you know, I think about what, what uh, Noah prepared that great ark of safety. And when the time come, when the final notice was put out, God said, Noah, Go into the ark and take your family with you. What would you do today? I want to ask you, now you listen carefully, okay? Where do you stand with your family? First of all, you daddies. You need to know, if your children are of age, you need to know if your young'uns are saved. And you need to ask them. I remember those days when our boys was growing up and things may not have been going well. And I sat them down and I'd say, hey, have you been saved? Yes, sir. I said, well, we don't act like that if we've been saved. Ask them. You spouses. You need to ask your wife. You need to ask your husband. Honey, are you saved? The, the most horrible question I guess I have ever been asked at any funeral is, do you know where my daddy is? Or do you know where my child is, or my wife, or my husband, or my grandparents? It's real, y'all. This life is not going to continue. Some, sooner or later, we're going to cross the finish line. That finish means our life is over. I think about this. Some of us, I didn't say y'all, some of us have so much baggage with us that we are afraid to cross the finish line because we're afraid we can't get it all across. Listen, I didn't bring anything into this world and God knows I'll not take anything out. Lynn and I was talking about all the stuff that we've accumulated. What do you do with all this stuff? Well, I already got my plan. In fact, I, yesterday I was with our youngest and we talked about that stuff. He made it plain to me, Daddy, I don't need anything. So, okay, I got to get it cleared with the other one. Then what you going to do with it? I don't know. I plan to bring some stuff up here for the auction, okay? In fact, uh, I don't remember who it was. It, that, that doesn't matter. And you may laugh and it's okay. They said, what are we going to sell? I said, anything you bring. They said, I got a potty chair. I said, bring it. Somebody may need it. Hey, those, th- those sort of things aren't cheap. You go to buy one. So come, bring your stuff. In fact, you know, I think sometimes if we haven't used it in a while, we don't need it, do we? But every time I ever gotten rid of something, I wish I'd had it back. Ah. <sighs> Reminds me of the, of the children of Israel when, when they were in the wilderness, okay? Eating cucumbers and, and garlic and onions and what have you. And, and then they got over there, over there in the promised land. And on, on the way there, all they had was, was, uh, was manna and water. They said, my goodness, it'd be better off. We was back over yonder eating what we had. And being under slavery? Uh-uh, no way. But God said to Noah, bring your, you and your family into the ark of safety, and Noah comes in. You see, God's invitation is very urgent. In the Old Testament, in Isaiah 1, chapter 1, verse 18, God says, come now and let us reason together. Even though your sins be as red as scarlet, black, whatever, I can make them snow white. 
I can cleanse you of all your unrighteousness. Uh, you know, you see, uh, Proverbs 27, listen to Proverbs 27. One, it says, um, we know not what a day may bring. We don't know. I don't have no clue. Uh, you know, I, I've visited some people one time, so I mission you at church. Well, people, preachers, uh, there's people breaking in our houses around here, and so I stay home on Sunday waiting on the thief. Let me tell you something. He ain't coming while you're there. More than likely, he ain't coming while you're there. He's going to come when you're not there. The same way with Jesus. That's what the Bible says. If you'd have known in which watch the thief would come, you would have been there to have to met him. But you're not going to know. And neither do we know when the return of the Lord Jesus Christ is going to be. In James 4.14, it says, Our life is as a vapor. It only appears for a little while, and then it is gone. Psalm 55, 6 said, when this life is over, we will take wings and fly away. As a Christian, we're going to fly away. The unsaved talk about how much time they have. Well, I'll preach, I'll do it later. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it next week. I'll do it next year. In fact, I want to do it on my mom and daddy's anniversary. They've been dead so many years, but their anniversary is coming up, and I'll do it on then. You don't know that you'll make it then. You and I are not even promised the next hour or the next minute. We're not even promised the next second. I'm not even promised the next breath that I try to inhale and exhale. I'm not promised that breath. That's why it's so important. It's so scary when you think about life and how quick it can come to an end. Sometimes people don't even have time to say goodbye. Well, the title of this thing is God's Last Call. Or the final notice. First of all, the manner of God's call. The Bible says that we done read it. It says the Spirit. The Spirit. The Spirit of God is what he is uh, is talking about. And the Spirit and the bride. Who is the bride? That's us who have been saved by the blood of Jesus and baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The bride. Baptized believer, redeemed of the Lord. That's not anything that I can control, okay? It says unless the Spirit draws a person, there's no reason for them to come. So listen to me. If you're lost, you're in this service right now, you have never invited Jesus into your heart, you may be hearing the final notice. You may be hearing God's last call. You may be hearing God's final invitation. And don't be one of these lost people who say, oh, I got plenty of time. Go down to hospital emergency room and just sit there all day and watch what they bring in. And watch what they haul out. Could be me. I could be next. There's no promise of tomorrow. We only have today. In fact, Jesus himself, the one who died on the cross for our sins, he said, today is the day of salvation. Not tomorrow. As I said, tomorrow never comes. Yesterday is gone. I only have today. Let the bride say come. Let him that hears say come. Uh, Jesus gave uh, uh, the great commission to us who are saved. In Matthew 28, 19, and 20, Go ye therefore and teach all nations. That is every nationality you can think about, color, 
whatever. Teach them, he says. And then baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And I will be with you always, even unto the end of the earth. And he says, amen. Why did he say amen? Well, it's the end of it. That's it. He approves of it. And by the way, that commission that was given to our disciples still stands today. For every disciple of Jesus, for every born-again child of God, that is our marching orders. It's God's business that he is inducted into your life as a Christian and into my life. And it's a constant thing when I see people, I, I just automatically think, is this person lost? Is this person saved? It's my responsibility. It's my duty to find out whether they are or not. And I go back to the family. I challenge you, daddies, find out. Children, ask your parents. Some of your children are here. Your parents are not here. Hey, I'd ask my mama or I'd ask my daddy or I'd ask them both, whichever. I want to know about y'all. Hey, y'all are older than me. You're subject to die before me. I want to know when, when, when at that funeral, am I going to know where you are? Are you saved? Are you ready to meet the Lord? Daddy, I want to know. I think it's a song. Where's Mark hiding? There he is. Will the circle be unbroken? Ain't that a song? And I've seen, I've seen funerals where they'd have a, a wagon wheel up there with a spoke missing, representing the person who's died. Sooner or later, you know, that, there's a spoke going to be missing out of our family tree. All right? I mean, I think back, I, I'm named after uh, uh, my daddy's middle brother. And some of you may not know my middle name, so I'm just going to tell you. My middle, my daddy's middle brother, which was my uncle, was named Rufus Guyton Owen. I'm Kenneth Guyton Owen. He died at 48 years old with a massive heart attack. My daddy had a massive heart attack at 48. He had a sister that had a stroke at 56. Literally, honestly, I wasn't looking for it, but at 48, I began to have pain and began to go to a cardiologist since I was 48. Well, the longest living person in our family is 98. Okay, because they don't go on too. So I'm looking for that, you know. Hopefully, I can reach out there to that if I make it that long. If I don't, it's okay. I know that the Lord has gone to prepare me a place, and he's going to come get me and take me to that place, and there isn't a thing the devil can do about it. Hallelujah. He can't take away my salvation. You know, many of our family members have passed on and died. and That's life. That's just how it is. But it seems like sometimes they come in, in threes, uh, you know, uh, ever since I've been pastoring in, in the church family. If there's one death, usually there's two that follow it. I can prove it to you. I have a little book that I keep all this stuff in. You heard me say stuff. I mean, I keep it all in this book. I've been keeping this book since, since 1982. This year so far. I'm not bragging. I'm just telling you, I'm trying to, to prepare you for what awaits us. This year so far, I have had 23 funerals just this year. 
That's a lot of people. When you think about it, it's a little bit more than two a month. Um, but, you know, God's not, no respecter of, of persons. People, people are leaving this world all ages. That's why it's so important when that final call comes. Your name is called. Your number is up. That's going to be it. There'll be no more. And I tell people, if you're not sure where you're going, you need to get sure because when you get to where you were planned to go, you may not be where you planned to go, and there are no exits in hell, by the way. The Bible says, um, let him that heareth say come. So we have no excuse. He that hears, he that sees, he that desires, let him come. It's a free thing, y'all. Let me tell you something. It is a free ride. It's not going to all be pleasant, but it's a free ride because Jesus said, I'm not going to leave you and I am not going to forsake you. All right, we, we've looked at this, this God's call. Who is this call extended to? Now, we have a group of people today that believe that there's only going to be so many certain people saved and there's going to be a certain crowd that's lost. Well, I, I agree with that to a certain extent, okay? There are going to be people saved, go to heaven. There are going to be people lost and go to hell, okay? I mean, that's just how it is. But I don't know who that is that's going to be lost and go to hell. So therefore, I must look at the Great Commission. I'm to go everywhere and teach and tell and, and baptize and, and train. It's my responsibility, I'm not to look at a person where they're not going to be saved anyway. No use me wasting my time. This crowd, I don't know where they get their ideas from, but they're spreading our country. Calvinism. You can believe in it if you want to, but I do not believe in it. The Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I mean, that's up to God. My goodness. But I do, let me tell you something, I believe with all my heart God extends his invitation to every soul that has ever been born. He extends the invitation. Come, it's right there in the scripture, in capital letters, capital C-O-M-E, come. Why does he want, listen, God wants his family, his youngins together with him around the throne. Well, Let's just suppose something, okay? I don't want to go, so don't get the wrong idea. I've never been to Hawaii, all right? But suppose I wanted to go. This is Pastor Appreciation Month. I said I didn't want to go. What if you says to me, Preacher Kenny, you know, this land's done a great job here, and I tell you what we're going to do. We don't got the tickets. Everything is paid for. All you've got to do is show up and fly out of here, and you'll be gone two weeks. Anything you want to do is already paid. Anything you want to eat is already paid. What do you think? Well, I ain't sure about that. I don't like to fly. Well, you can go by ship. No, they turn over. I don't want to do that. And in fact, I've never been there before, so I'd be afraid to go. In fact, I don't know anybody over there. So I, I'm just going to choose not to go. I've never been to heaven. I don't know who all's there. I've never seen God. I've never seen Jesus. So I, I'd probably best thank me just live long as I can right here and not worry about what's going to happen when I die. In fact, I believe that when I die, I lay down and, and it'd be like a stick of wood. I'll burn up and it's over with. Is that crazy? 
That's crazy, isn't it? That's foolish thinking, isn't it? Let me tell you something. The devil wants you to think that. You've never been. Why do you want to go? There's a place out there that Jesus said, I've gone to prepare for you, and you don't even know what it's like. Why do you want to go there? He will tell you anything he can to jip you out of salvation. This, there, there's no answer. There, there is no, nothing that can take the place of our salvation. Nothing. You name something, they're it. You say, well, I've been a good boy. I've been a good girl. It don't make no difference how good you've been. You might think you were sin free. You just sinned. Because the Bible says, he who says he has no sin makes God out to be a liar. And the truth that is Jesus is not in our heart. To whom is this invitation given? It's given to him that is thirsty for something the world cannot give you. You can travel the world over and miss salvation. You can have everything in this world's goods and miss salvation. You can't be good enough to get there. You can't be rich enough to buy it. It's a free gift. We as God's children are blessed more than we deserve. The Bible says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. This covers every person. If you can't read, it covers you. If you can't write, it covers you. If you can't think straight, it covers you. It's not God's will that any person perish and go to a devil's hell, but that all should come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And I'm not going to listen to this crowd that says, hey, they they're hopeless. Yeah, they're hopeless until they get saved, but they're not hopeless to the point that I don't want to talk to them about Jesus. They're not. I believe with all my heart where there's breath, there's life. And where there's life, there's hope. Because my hope is in Jesus. Not that I, oh, I hope I can go to heaven. My hope is in Jesus Christ because he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And no man will take you out of my hand, son. No man. I'll say it this way. Bring your burdens. Bring your sins. Bring your doubts, your fears, your frustrations, your heartaches, your difficulties, your defects to the Lord. And the Bible teaches that we need to do it now. Give it to him. You know, everything I have is not worth anything anyway. I mean, if I could sell everything that Lynn and I have and put all that money in the bank or pay this debt off, hey, so what? You know, God's waiting on us. We sing the song, and I, I used to fear singing this song. Two songs, I Surrender All and Wherever You Go, Wherever you lead, I'll go. I used to be afraid to sing them songs because I wasn't surrendering all. That's why. Because I wasn't willing to move. That's why I was afraid. Now, hey, it don't matter. God owns it all. He can have it all. And it's a done deal. And wherever he leads, hey, that's it. I was so proud yesterday. I had time just to sit and talk with Caleb a good while. And he said, Daddy, you know, I've been praying, Lord, what you want me to do? Show me, God, I'll do it. He said, I done resolved this. He said, whatever God wants, that's what I want. Hey, hallelujah. You got to train them. You got to teach them. You got to show them. You got to be an example 
of what God is doing and wants to do. So what should we do? I'm going to give you five simple little things. We're not going to go about five more minutes, okay? So listen fast. We need to worship consistently. The Bible says, draw near to God, he'll draw near to you. Don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. So we should worship consistently. We should work steadfastly. It's never a time to quit. It's never a time to say, well, I've been doing this 40 years. The only reason I think you need to move over is if you've got somebody that's going to move right in that place and take it and run with it. But just to give up a job because you're tired and because you've done it 40 years, I'm not in favor of it, okay? I'm not in favor of it. You need to hang in there. You don't need to quit. And we need to witness earnestly. Every person is a potential hell-bound person. We're born that way. Work faithfully. Work faithfully. Nobody don't have to give you a pat on the back. You don't have to give me no pat on the back. You don't have to say anything positively. It's okay. I know where I stand. I know who I am. I know who I belong to. And it doesn't matter what the world might say or tell me. You're wrong. It's okay. They can tell me I've been told I was wrong before. But I know this much. (coughs) I'm saved by the blood of Jesus. And I know where I'm going. Last of all there, watch expectantly. Looking for and anticipating the return of Jesus and the Spirit and the bride say, come. And let him hear it say, come. And let him as thirsty come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life. What does it say? Freely. It's free. Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I don't know what else to say. I'm trusting in you to finish the work. I know without you I'm nothing, God, but I thank you for allowing me to share today. Lord, I pray for any lost in this room right now. God, help them. Give them courage just to come forward. If they'll just come forward, Lord, and say, I want to be saved, God, I'll do my best to show them you in the Scripture, Lord. God, I pray. It's your will be done. Or for all of our guests today, you know why they're here. They're here for various reasons. But I pray that you'd be with each one of our guests, God, that you'd speak to their heart. And we'll thank you and praise you for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.